Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. Hi guys, Rach here and welcome to another episode of the show, very specifically another episode of a series that we like to call Ask Rach, where people call into hotline from all over the world and ask me questions. If you have a question, if there's something you would love to hear me talk about that I haven't talked about before or you've got something going on in your own life that you feel like you are struggling with, give me a call. So I would love to submit a theme for you along this topic. I am looking for questions about mindset. Is there something that you feel like you are specifically struggling with when it comes to mindset? Maybe it's the right mindset to crush your health goals. Maybe it's the right mindset to take your business to the next level. Maybe it's the right mindset that you need to leave a relationship that is no longer serving you. If you have a question about mindset, that is a theme I am looking to explore. Call the hotline. It's 737 400 4626. It's like an old school answering machine. You call and leave me your question. You can do it anonymously. I don't have to use your name or I can use your name, whatever you prefer. Yes, you can ask about anything at all, but really specifically in the next month, I'm looking for questions on mindset. So if you've got one, call your girl, let me know. Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. We are going to explore another round of questions, 
And how these come into hotline is people call in and then a member of my team goes in and they will create, they create a little sheet for me and they'll tell me the topic of the question and the person who called with a link to the voice memo. So I like to listen to these in real time with you. So I have no prep. So it's as similar to a live event as possible. If you've come to see me speak live, you maybe have seen these moments where I interact with the audience and I do almost like an intervention with different members of the audience. And I try and keep it as close to that. So there's no prep for this. I have not heard these questions yet. We're going to listen to them in real time. And we're starting with one from Taylor. She has a question about hormones, which I, you know, I love this topic. So let's jump in. Hey, Grace, thanks so much for talking about hormones and bringing that into the podcast. It has totally inspired me. But today you talk specifically about days 19, 20, and 21 and how your body has a hormone surge in that time. Yesterday was day 21 for me and I felt like a horrible mom. So I would love to learn more about those three days specifically. And guess what? I can't find anything online. No one's talking about it. So I would love to hear more. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Taylor, for this question. And thank you for pointing this out because I have to say, I did not know about these days in the hormone cycle until my doctor told me about them. So the episode Taylor's talking about is episode 396, 396. It was actually another Ask Rach episode where I talked about my hormone cycle and how learning to track my hormone cycle was really crucial in me getting control of my, I want to say my emotional health. For a very long time, I thought that I was starting to really deteriorate mentally. And I think a lot of women who are perimenopausal probably find themselves in similar situations. There is not enough info out there about our cycles and how they work and how they affect our body. So if all of a sudden you start experiencing hormone surges, they present as mood swings, brain fog, rage, sadness, depression, anxiety, they present themselves as these things that make you feel like you're going crazy or like your mental health is deteriorating. And then if you don't know what's going on, your hormones will calm back down. Everything will start to feel a bit more normal. But for me, that made me feel even worse off because I was like, wait, why is it swinging back and forth? In retrospect, obviously it was my hormones, but I didn't have any information, so that really was harsh. And you can listen to that whole episode. I talk about tracking your cycle and all of the things that affect it. But what Taylor's asking about specifically is a day in your cycle, days 19, 20, 21, you can look this up, which is when your estrogen and progesterone surge. Now I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's happening because you're going to release an egg or something something big is happening with the uterus. I'm terrible that I don't know. I don't really need to know what's happening. I just know that your hormones surge. The reason this is so important is that those days, 19, 20, 21, that's in week three of your cycle. It's not when PMS happens. It's not when you're about to start your period. So if you were taught, like I was, 
that the only time that we feel a little nutty is right before we bleed. But then you're having this very extreme emotional reaction on day 20, let's say. You don't think it's hormones. So you, like Taylor or like me, think that you're the worst person alive. Unfortunately, there's not a ton of information about how to better manage it. Like I've I've tried to figure out, are there foods I can eat? Are there supplements I can take? There's not a ton of info. So I will just tell you what I did. This is not, you know, talk to your doctor, talk to a naturopath doctor is my best advice. But number one, I think the most important is just knowing what those days are. So the very first day of your cycle, when you hear people say day 10, day 20, day 28, day one is the first day you bleed. And it's the first day you bleed significantly because I will spot a little bit before I actually start to bleed for real. So the very first day that you're like bleeding and it's red blood, that is the first day of your cycle. So by day 19, day 20, day 21, you're at a place in your flow where those hormones are surging. And for me, I get very annoyed super easily. Like I just don't have my normal chill demeanor. I get frustrated really easily. I get angry very easily. I have way less patience for my kids and I don't want to feel this way. It's like some, it's like another person, like an alien has taken over control of my body or something. And it's so nutty because I will just be like, a monster, and then 48 hours go by and I'm fine again. So I guess the first thing is knowing what day you're on and knowing that it is likely that those days are going to be harsh for you. I remember years ago that this would happen, but I didn't know what it was. And I just, it was always for me, this exact same feeling of like, life never gets better. That would be this really weird narrative I would latch on to is like life is hard. It never gets better. It's almost like for me, like those days make me feel a little hopeless. Like I feel really frustrated with my kids because I'm like, why do I suck at parenting so much? Or like, why am I not closer to my daughter? Or why do I keep getting frustrated with my son? But I will latch on to that narrative. I don't know why it's that. But for me, it's like it's so hard. It never gets better. And God bless my boyfriend, who at this point, like, just sort of expects that around those days, he's going to hear some version of me crying and saying, why is it so hard? And that, I guess, would be my second piece of advice beyond knowing what day you are in your cycle so you can anticipate those days. If you have a partner, no matter what gender that partner is, they should be aware of what your cycle is. If you have a partner who is not supportive of the fact that you have a hormone cycle, that's outrageous. It's 2023, all right? They don't have to get up in there and give you a pap smear, but they should know what's going on with you because you are managing something that makes you feel out of control of your body, like that's really affecting you in ways that can potentially be very harsh And you need to have a partner that cares about the fact that that's going on. If you come to see me do the podcast tour this summer, 
I talk a lot about periods, hormones, uterus. I just did my first test show in LA last weekend, and I was really shocked at how many men were in the audience. And it's always a little interesting when I'm going to have a full-on conversation. It's, by the way, hilarious. Like, I'm talking about these things in a really funny way. And since the audience is predominantly bleeders, we're all, like, peeing our pants laughing at how insane it is. But what I was so in love with is that all of the men I could see, and my boyfriend was in the back of the room, and he was like, all the guys I could see were crying, laughing, like, with the women. They were laughing just as hard. They were nodding their heads. They were like, yeah. And like there was one guy, God bless him. I still remember his name, Mitchell, in the front row. Shout out to Mitchell. He'd come with his wife. He was sitting in the front row, and he was such a good sport. And I, of course, like I had to use Mitchell. He was like the whole time I was referencing. I was like, Mitch, let me tell you a story. Mitch, here's what's going to happen. But Mitchell had three daughters. And like that guy it had, there's four women in his home that he is trying to do the very best he can with and be supportive of. So like you better have a partner, female or male, like whoever your partner is, they should care that you're going to have a few hard days. All of that to say, my boo expects that on those days, he's probably going to have to give me a lot of hugs. I get very glommy is what we call it. Like I'm a glommer. I glom onto him. I need a lot of extra like, hold me. <laughs> like a newborn baby. I'm like, give me skin to skin contact. I need to just like hold you for a second. But I need extra compassion from others, but also from myself. I try very hard to not schedule big important things around those few days. Because I'll tell you guys that those few days for me are more intense than the hormones I get for my period without question. My period's actually pretty chill. Around my period, I more feel weepy, like I'm a lot more prone to cry. But those three days, 19, 20, 21, I'll cut a bitch. That's when I'm like, Houston, we have a problem. Stay away from me. Or my shirt's like making me feel weird or like I'm sweating. I'm, I'm mad at the world. Like I, I just get a little bit more intense. The other thing that I found, I don't know if this will be helpful for you guys. I've talked about it a bit. This is one you got to talk to your doctor about. I have anemia and my anemia can get pretty severe if I'm not on top of it. So I'm constantly like eating iron rich foods. I take an iron supplement every single day, but I also double up that iron supplement during my period because I'm losing so much blood. And I really recommend that if you talk to your doctor, because it's very interesting to me that I will think, oh, I'm super hormonal and these things are happening. And what's actually going on is that I'm anemic. It's funny. At this point, those few days, the surge feels like anger. The hormone surge around my period feels like sadness. And the hormone surge I get post-period, which is usually a sign that I have not taken enough iron, feels like depression. And I'm sure that if someone did more research, they could find that they could track the way we feel with what hormones are kicking in. But I've done a ton of research just like you, Taylor, and unfortunately, there's not a lot of info, which makes sense because, you know, it's we're over half of the world's population. And, you know, why would we have people researching how our hormones work? That'd be crazy. Post. 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 
I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I've learned to pay attention to what the feeling is, and that helps me figure out what's going on. I will also, in those three days of my 19, 20, 21, I will also double up on holy basil if I need it. So holy basil is an adaptogen. I've talked about it 4 billion times on this show. You can get it anywhere. It's literally basil in a little pill, but an adaptogen helps your nervous system adapt. The way I describe it is it's like the thing that gave you anxiety, you can still see it, you know, it's there, but you're like separate from it. It sort of gives you this cushion. So you're not in the anxiety. And on those days, I'll take my holy basil earlier in the day. So I typically take it at night. And if I'm having like a real, like my, I really feel like my anger's having a hard time and I'm, you know, let's say home with the kids on a Saturday, I'll take my holy basil at like noon and it'll just help me to chill out a little bit. Cause I'm going to be real. If I don't take on a supplement to help me in that moment, I'm probably going to reach for like vodka at five o'clock. I'll be like, thank God it's happy hour. 
And I really want to aim for having cocktails or having drinks or having a glass of wine to celebrate, not to de-stress. Because alcohol is a depressant. If you don't know this, alcohol is a depressant. It lowers us in a lot of ways. Not only does it lower us in a lot of ways, but when you come back the next morning, you're, you're working from a deficit. You're not at zero. You're at like negative four. So alcohol, putting alcohol into your body when you're stressed out is actually way more harmful than putting alcohol into your body when you're having a great time. It's your sister's birthday. You're out at dinner. Yes, I'd love a glass of champagne. Like it's a celebratory thing. There's something completely different happening in your nervous system than when you're super stressed out, super hormonal, and you top it off with a beer. So for me, I'll take that adaptogen earlier in the day and it tends to help me kind of bridge that gap. The other thing I've definitely used before, when I met with Dr. Amen a year or two ago, he gave me GABA, which you can research. GABA is a great calming mechanism. And he gave me that. He was like, if you ever feel like you, you know you shouldn't have a drink, but you want to have a drink because you need to chill out take one of these. And those do absolutely help me. So I'll take GABA or I'll take uh, a holy basil. So that's what I do to manage it. And I just, I want to recommend to every single one of you that you just start tracking your cycle. I kept a note in my phone for two years and I would just be like day one, day 12, day that. And I'd say like, I feel really low today or my energy is amazing today. Or I knocked out four podcasts today. Like I would say what was going on or my skin's breaking out or, you know, I feel super bloated. Like I was tracking my emotions and what was going on with my body and how I was sleeping and what was going on with my like, was I turned on? Did I want to have sex? Was I not interested? I was tracking it all. And then I would go back. Let's say it would be like a Tuesday and I was having a really low day. I would go, okay, well, today's day 14. I'm making this up. And then I go look at day 14 the month before and day 14 the month before that. And I'd be like, oh, crazy. On this day, every month, I feel this same way which helped to normalize my feelings, but also helped to separate me from them. Of like, oh, this is just something my body's going through. It'll be okay. It's gonna pass by tomorrow. So for what that's worth, Taylor, I'm sorry that there's not more information for us bleeders, but this is one of those things that we need to arm ourselves with the information and make sure that our generation shares this information that we start to reignite a tribal culture of women who share what's going on. Unfortunately, our mamas and our grandmas went through some pretty harsh conservative ideology around what they were allowed to speak about or show or share. And that has given our generation a huge gap in knowledge. So let's not bemoan the fact. Let's not complain about the fact. Let's just do better. Let's us figure it out. Let's us get the knowledge. And then let's us as a community pay it forward and make sure your daughter, your the other girls in your, like my son's girlfriends or my son's, you know, friends, like, I'm just like, here's what's going on. Here's what you need to know. Ask me questions. Like, let's 
let's reignite what should have happened in our knowledge base. Thank you for the question, Taylor. Now let's go to our next question. Hey, Rach, it's Krista. I just listened to your latest episode 408 um, about parenting and kids wanting to leave the nest. I've just uh, come up with a conundrum. I'm wondering if in your circles, your fellow moms are talking about this too, how rent is so much crazier today than it was when we were ready to fly the coop. And so, yeah, I'm just kind of wondering what fellow parents are up against or if they have means to help and it's not an issue for them. Um, It just seems like rent to salary ratios are so much higher now than they were when we were ready to go. So, yep, this has been crossing my mind lately um, with kids ready to go and (laughs) very little means to do it. Just wondered what you've heard. Hope you're well. Krista, this is a great question that I haven't thought of before. And I'm going to, I have one thought I want to put out there, which is from my perspective as an entrepreneur. I will be honest and say this is not my area of expertise. My oldest is 16. So if you hit me up in like two years, I will definitely have perspective on it. But I don't want to give you like a hard and fast opinion in an area that isn't my field. I'm sure there are incredible teachers out there, podcast hosts, authors who have spoken about this and will have better insight than I do. So I'm just going to add one little thing for you, but it's more from an entrepreneur's perspective than from a mama having launched a baby bird out of the nest. I tend to think of things through the lens of an entrepreneur because obviously I have been one for 20 plus years. And the beautiful thing about an entrepreneur is that we know that money is unlimited. Okay, that sounds crazy. If you've never considered this before, this idea is going to be outlandish to you. But as an entrepreneur, if you figured out a great product or a great service, you understand that the only thing standing in between you and access to cash is how good you are at selling the product or service that you have to offer the world, which means that if you figure out how to sell, your ability to make money is absolutely endless. And just as a a perspective shift to everybody who's like, Rachel, what are you talking about right now? This is a really incredible belief system to adopt if you are someone who struggles with financial scarcity. Like if the idea of finances scares you, or if you are worried about how you're going to pay bills, you're worried about where the next paycheck's coming from, you struggle, you feel like you're never going to get ahead. If that is you, then you are living in a scarcity mindset around money. That's not your fault. We come into scarcity mindsets because they're taught to us or because we live through experiences that scare us so badly that now we're holding on to everything with both hands because we're terrified of what's going to happen if we run out again. But another way to begin to shift your belief system around abundance, around the idea that money is endless, there's so much money, is to just think about in your life right now, if you're listening to this driving down the road, maybe you're at work, maybe you're sitting at home, just think about how much money, physical currency is around you at any given moment when you're out in the world. 
Think of walking through an airport. How much money is in the pockets, in the purses of the people who are around you? Let's go one step further and think of it in a digital footprint. Let's think of being in an airport. How many dollars are in the bank accounts of everybody who is in the airport? There's money all around. It's constantly being exchanged. Someone's, you know, going to get a juice and like they're paying for them and then a coffee and we're buying a sweatshirt and we're doing a thing like the currency is constantly flowing and constantly moving around us everywhere you look there is money so a scarcity mindset doesn't actually hold water because scarcity says there's not enough money well, yeah, there is. There's so much money. It's literally endless. It's just millions and millions and billions and trillions of dollars all over the world at all times floating around in the ether. Scarcity mindset says there's not enough money for me. And that is a really scary place to be because if you have that kind of limiting belief, that's going to be your reality. You are absolutely going to create the reality that there is never enough money because you don't think there is. It's spring, guys, or it's very close to spring, which means it's very close to the time of the year where I start planting my garden for summer. And this year, I was really excited to add a lemon tree not from a seed, but like an actual tree. Did you know that Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the US with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the US? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners of my show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code RACH at checkout. Guys, get a lemon tree like me. We can be twins. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code RACH at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code RACH. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Expectations matter. What do you expect from an SUV? Versatility? A range of sizes built to fit your life? A range of exteriors that all invite stairs? Or being able to take control of more than just the wheel? Expectations matter, but exceeding them matters more. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. And just as a side note, there are some fantastic meditations on YouTube about abundance mindset surrounding money. I, I really highly recommend it to anybody listening to this who feels like, which like is basically everyone, that you feel like you would love to have a better relationship with money. Start with meditations on, they're like beautiful. They're like, you know, you think of your blessings, you think of your home, you think of, you raise your vibration around abundance and then you go out into the world with it. So I highly recommend that. And I recommend it for your kid as they're going out into the world for the first time. 
the reason that I bring up the entrepreneurial mindset and the way I look at the world that like, if I wanted to go make a million more dollars, I could do that. I believe, I believe anybody can. I believe the information exists on the internet right now for free for you to make more money in any category, a service-based business, a product-based business. Yes, you might make mistakes. Yes, you might fail, but the information is out there so you absolutely can do it. What I would teach your kids as they go out into the world is an entrepreneurial mindset around money. So let's say that you're daughter is going out into the world. She's got her new job and she's making 20 bucks an hour. I don't, I have no idea. I'm making up a dollar amount. She's making 20 bucks an hour doing X, Y, Z, doing her entry-level job at this thing that she went to college for. And that's not even taking into account whatever her student loans are or how she's going about things, whatever. Most of the world will tell you okay, well, that girl should keep making her $20 and really work on her savings account and live below her means and save up her cash and invest the money. And eventually she'll make enough money that she can like buy a house. And then should there's all of these traditional routes that we are supposed to take to like check the boxes and do things correctly. And there's nothing wrong with that way to live. But I don't think it's the best way to teach our children how to succeed. Entrepreneurial mindset says, okay, well, if I go work over here as an assistant for this consumer goods company, I make 20 bucks an hour, what can I do to make myself more valuable? Well, great. There's a lot of ways. Could I get another certification? Could I get a side hustle? Could I get something that I invest in that I turn a profit on? Could I start to work for people on the weekends? Could I, What can I do to make my hourly rate worth more? So your daughter could make her hourly rate worth more by investing in herself in a way that her current job would value so they're willing to pay more money for her skill set. Or what I think is way more value is that your daughter figures out, well, what can I do on the side that makes me an additional X amount of money? I have a young family member in my life who is in the process of looking for an apartment. She was trying to figure out which part of town to live in and should she do this apartment that's further away from where she wants to be but is less expensive or this apartment that's like in her dream neighborhood but costs more money a month. And it was like, 400 bucks a month or something. And she was just like, you know, $400 is a lot of money, la, la, la. And I was like, oh my, it is so easy to make an additional $400 a month. It is so easy. And I am not speaking as someone who has gotten to a place in terms of financial success. I'm talking as the person who worked three jobs when I first moved to L.A., And even when I got a corporate job as an executive assistant, I still babysat on the weekend for all of the rich executives who paid a crap ton of money in cash so I had extra money. Like I just was always in that mindset. I wasn't someone, I didn't party. I didn't go out to clubs. Uh, You know, my big splurge would be like, oh, I'm going to go to Starbucks. I'm going to go to Target and walk around and maybe buy a throw pillow I didn't need. I didn't have like super expensive, extravagant taste. But like, I remember I got a brand new Jetta 
Now, it was the most basic Jetta that VW made, but it was a brand new car after driving in a used car for ever and ever and ever. And I drove that car until it basically exploded. And then I had to get a new car. So I remember I got a Jetta and it was more expensive because I, I hadn't been paying a car payment. And I just was like, okay, well, how are you going to make 300 extra bucks a month? 300 extra bucks a month when I can make a hundred bucks easy one day babysitting for someone or get another gig. This was before the internet. If I had had the internet and the ability to like do freelance jobs on the, oh my word, I would have been out of my assistant role so fast because I would have figured out that I could take on four freelance clients and make five times the money that I was making as an executive assistant. And I would get to do it with the freedom of being able to be anywhere in the world. I realize I'm talking really fast and I'm getting really excited about this topic because I think that we do it wrong. I do. I think that yes, having a culture that says go to college, get a degree, and then go get a safe and responsible job isn't safe. If a global pandemic taught us anything, it's that it can all change that fast. And if you work for someone else, someone else is your livelihood. That job that someone else is paying you to do is how you live. But if we teach our children, if we teach the next generation that they have the ability, you don't, your daughter does not have to go quit her real job and fully commit to being an entrepreneur. But if we can teach our children how they can explore making more cash for themselves, that cash could just be, hey, you're going to use that to go to dinner with your friends this weekend. Hey, you're going to use that so that you never touch a freaking credit card in your life, so that you learn to not have any debt, so that you learn to take care of yourself. Hey, you're going to use that cash. You're going to put it away because at some point, the old clunker that you're driving going to need a new transmission and you're going to be so glad that you had cash reserves. But let's teach our children that they have the ability to make extra money for themselves. Instead of saying, this is how much rent is, your paycheck is this, I guess you're screwed or you got to live with mom and daddy for a while, let's change their paradigm. And maybe the way that you change their paradigm is that you have to change your own. You have to shift the way that you think because it's like we're cogs in a wheel. It's like go in, punch your timesheet, leave. Go in, punch your timesheet, leave. And also, you're not in control of anything. You don't get to make your own hours. Do you know the number one thing when they've asked people what matters most in a job, in any job, like everyone's dream is autonomy? That is the number one thing that leads to happiness in an employee, in a human being, is autonomy over their time. Human beings want to be able to make their own hours, decide how they work, decide how they show up. I am doing this podcast for you guys in sweats. In, I'm wearing sweats. I had flip-flops on. Like I'm just living my best life. I have figured out a way 
to have a career that allows me to record this while my kids are at school. So later when they come home from school, I'm fully present. I'm available to them. I make up my own schedule. I make a beautiful living doing something that excites me, that I love to do. I get to do it on my terms, my way. That's the dream. That is the freaking dream. So let's teach the next generation that that's a possibility. If you think that getting 300 extra dollars a month feels impossible, it is. It is. But if you hang out with enough entrepreneurs, and if you don't have any entrepreneurial friends, freaking go on YouTube, man. Go watch videos of entrepreneurs. You know, like if you go on YouTube and they're like, this is how you can make money selling on Amazon. This is how you can make money doing this thing. This is how you make money. Like there's all of these videos of people, creators, like people have YouTube channels, whatever. And they're showing like side hustles or how I went from $15 to $15,000. Like people are documenting step by step. And if nothing else, their stories are going to inspire you and they're going to normalize that there are lots of people out there in the world who are figuring out ways to just live life differently. I think that that's one of the most beautiful things that came out of 2020 and the world shifting and the world changing is that we don't have to do work the way that we once did. You know, my team is entirely remote. We will never go back to a place where we're all going to an office. Why would we? Oh my word. This is so much better. It's a million billion times better to be remote. And we figured out how, and I don't know why we would ever go back. But if you would ask me that at the beginning of 2020, I would be like, there's no way that we can effectively do this work if we're not all in the same building. Things change. And things need to change for the next generation because I think so many people are realizing like, we send these kids off to college if they decide to go to college, but we send them off to college and we tell them to go get a four-year degree. And then they come out of college and they have $100,000 in student loan debt that's going to start adding up, adding up because they can't ever pay it fast enough. But they thought it was going to be fine because they thought they were going to graduate college and they're 24 years old and they're going to get a $150,000 a year job. No way. I suppose there are industries that might pay people that much, but it's pretty limited. And even if there are industries that pay people that much, you're also going to have to have some experience to get a job that pays you six figures. So kids have this like completely unfair ideology around what's going to happen when they get out of college. It's no wonder we find this huge generation of people having quarter-life crises when they're 25. It's because they've been sold a bill of goods that's BS. Everybody told them, go do this and then I'll be set up. It, you know, it's just going to the world's just going to lay out before you and unfold and everything's going to be exactly and you'll be able to pay off these loans that you've taken out in you know the first 18 months. And it's like, I know people in their 40s who are still trying to pay off their student loans. And they have a job that they hate. There's a great speech by Jim Carrey, if you've never seen it, where he's talking about how his father was, I want to say his father was like a brilliant musician. He said, you know, he was one of the best jazz musicians I've ever heard. And he didn't pursue being a musician because 
musicians fail. It's a really hard industry to make it in. So his father didn't pursue it and therefore, you know, didn't, didn't make it. And instead of being a musician, which was his dream of his heart, he decided to be like an insurance salesman. When his dad was, I want to say in his forties, the insurance company closed down, did huge layoffs and his dad got laid off and he never recovered. So he's like, my dad didn't pursue his dream, his ideal, this thing that he loved because he thought he might fail. Instead, he pursued the safe thing and he still failed. So he's telling this story and he's like, you can fail doing the safe thing. So you may as well fail trying to do something you love, trying to do something different, trying to approach the world in a way that's uncommon, trying to break generational cycles of poverty, you may as well fail in pursuit of something awesome than fail following the line that everybody else has followed. So probably not the advice you were looking for today, but again, there are lots of incredible teachers who I'm sure can share wisdom on your specific quandary, which is kids and rent and what do we do? But instead of trying to help our children get by, my entrepreneurial spirit goes to, how do we teach them that they can fly? How do we teach them that they have unlimited potential? How do we teach them that they get to make up the rules and it is whatever they want it to be and they're going to fail, but by golly, let's fail forward. That's the advice that I would give to new adults. And I hope you found it helpful. And that's this episode of Ask Rach. If you have questions, I hope you will call in and ask them. Remember, we're talking about mindset. So anything that you have surrounding mindset, give me a buzz, 737-400-4626. And if this episode was helpful for you, please send it out into the community. I will be back soon with more info. And until then, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.